Hey everybody, this is Eddie Dacius. We're here for another episode. Um, we have a wonderful guest. Uh, her name is Steffi Jean Charles. She will talk about um, a journey. Um, like I said, this episode is brought to you by Dacius Facility Management. Dacius Facility Management, they manage your property with a variety of services. Call them now, 617-237-0106 or go online at daciusfm.com. That'sUSFM.com. Do you want to maximize the value of your commercial property and achieve optimal productivity and efficiency in your day-to-day business operations? That's where Dacius Facilities Management can help. DFM offers Boston area businesses help in key areas like building and preventive maintenance, handyman services, project and vendor management, and even security consulting at competitive rates. Call Dacius Facilities Management now at 617-237-0106 or visit DaciusFM.com today. Yes, Dacius FM is the solution. Call them 617-237-0106. Like I said, excited for this episode. We have uh, Steffi John Shaw with us today. Hey, Steffi, how are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, we're going to start Divine Purpose Podcast. This is our 45th episode. Let's go with the intro. Welcome to the Divine Purpose Podcast, where we transport you along one of the more dynamic journeys of life. Have you ever been curious to know what it takes to become a successful leader or about knowing the secrets of life through the Bible? How about engaging in conversation where no topics are off limits? We will take you to new levels with guests who can help you grasp the importance of your calling. Now, here's your host, Eddie Dacius, founder of Dacius Facilities Management. Yes, uh, like we said, we have a special guest today. Um, her name is Steffi Jean-Charles. Steffi, what can you tell us about you today? Sure. Um, so I am a controller and accounting manager for a consulting firm. Um, I've been in accounting and finance for over 10 years. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I started like my senior year of high school. I had, I had gotten an internship in um, it was at a bank, like a local bank in the town that I grew up in. I grew up in Melrose, Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I got an internship in the bank and I pretty much just stayed in banking and finance the whole time. My apologies. I have a, I have a dog. So you might, yeah. <laughs> you might see and hear my dog in the background. There's not much I could do about that. Nah, no problem. Um, we can go. But yeah, so um, that's how I kind of got into kind of finance. And then I, I worked there all through high school, um, all through my senior year and then all through college. Like I would go back home on the weekends and work on Saturday and Friday nights at this local bank. And so I kind of just stayed in in finance ever since. Wow. So, and, and thank you for sharing. Like I said, this is all, this always a great, um, it's like a journey. So now, yeah. boss, and you're the tall guy, and you're <laughs> taking me to your journey. So let's go yeah. to, how was it for you growing up 
I don't know if you were born in here in, mm -hmm. in the U.S. or if you were born in Haiti, but tell us um, about your upbringing. Yeah. So I was born in the U.S. My both my parents um, were born in Haiti and born and raised in Haiti. And then so there's eight of us in terms of my siblings. So the older four were born in Haiti. And then the younger four is when my parents came to America and yeah. we grew up in America. Um, and then upbringing, I would say we grew up pretty pretty typical, <laughs> pretty typical <laughs> Haitian, you know, like, you know, like, like, uh, like you know, um, you're right. You're right. That's the, you know, can you, do you know every Haitian guest I have who like their parents are from Haiti? That's the same thing. Like yeah. the typical Haitian, like, like, yeah. like, I. yeah. Um, like even like friends, like I, you know, people that I'll meet now, like, and I'll talk to them and we share so much of the same stories, like, you know, the same types of situations. Oh, my yeah. mom used to say this, or my parents would <laughs> never, never let me sleep over people's houses. You know, there's so much similarities when you speak to like another Haitian or Haitian yeah. American, like, you know, it's all, it's all the same. So I would say I, I grew up pretty, pretty standard like that. My mom worked, um, you know, two to three jobs. My dad worked um, as well, very hard. And, you know, just trying to really raise the eight of us. I always yeah. tell my mom, I'm like, I don't know how you did that, but yeah. <laughs> yes, that's 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 the big one. And like I said, we appreciate our parents' dedication, commitment yeah. to our life and success. Can you share with us like um, your favorite childhood memory? Oh man, I would say my favorite child. So my mom was big on going to yard sales. Yeah. She, you know, she was, she's even to this day, she likes to, you know, buy, she gets a doom. She puts all this, she buys a whole bunch of stuff yes, out here. Yeah, yeah. Throws a doom <laughs> since it's a Haiti, right? And so yeah. she's been doing that since I could remember. So one of my, like, I would say favorite memories is on Saturday mornings, she would, she used to work overnight so she would do 11 yeah. to 7 and then when she would come home she would immediately you know everybody would have to be cleaning everyone has to get up start cleaning yeah. but then around like 9 10 in the morning she'd be like you know come on let's go we're gonna go to the yard sales or the flea market and we would just go and just get little things that we can send to haiti and um it was nice because it was always just something that me and her did. I was the youngest of eight. And okay. so, you know, some of my older siblings, they would be kind of embarrassed to go because yeah. sometimes, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a yard sale. Yeah, that's the age. Yeah. yeah, that's the age. You know, they're too cool, you know? Yes. Yeah, they got, <laughs> they were too cool. So they had to stay home and clean and that's fine. Um, and so I would go with my mom and we'd be out and then we'd get something to eat after and then come home and we'd be, you know, unloading the car, my brothers would come help. So I just feel like anything like that, it's not one particular like memory, but doing that with her was very, very special for me. Yeah, and thank you for your answer. Let, let's, and this is like, that's what I'm saying. I was telling you before we started this episode that every guest telling me new things I didn't, yes, I know about Doom, mm -hmm. but you are the first guest to mention it. And oh, I think okay. most Haitian, I think most Haitian do it right in mm -hmm. terms of um, sending aid or sending um, stuff um, to uh, for family or friends. Mm -hmm. When did you realize this was like 
when did you realize that was something your parents were doing to help others or did you mm. did you always knew that was the case or did you came to realize that um i think i i probably started realizing like a, a little bit later like maybe like 10 11 it was kind of clicking that like oh this is like really helping you know our our family when they call from haiti you know it's you know, it's because my mom and my dad, they're helping, they're helping yeah. them. And so, you know, I, I was connecting all of the dots. Like, okay, you know, you'd be getting these calls. I got to put together my little crayon to talk to my mother real quick. <laughs> and then, you know, and then it's like, okay. And then this, this big doom comes all the time. And then we go to yards. So, so it's like, it took a little, a few, like probably a couple years before I really started connecting all the dots. Like, wow, my parents are really like dedicated to giving back to their, you know, their family and their community in Haiti. So let's switch to what are the three most challenging as um, event in your life and how did they challenge you? Mm. Um, Challenging events in my life. Um, I think my first initial challenge, I think, um, I feel like when I was like applying for college, yeah. um, I think that was my first kind of, um, challenge that I had to kind of face on my own because yeah. like, my parents weren't really, you know, I have older siblings that had gone to college and everything. And I think they yeah. pretty much did the same thing I did where they would kind of fill out most of the things themselves. Self, yeah. And, yeah. No. So, um, where I was at a point where a lot of my siblings were older and out of the house. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I found it kind of was on me to figure out, okay, well, how am I going to uh, do all of this? How am I yeah. going to apply to colleges? How do I know which ones to apply to? Where does the money come from? Like, you yeah, know, I had yeah. all of these thoughts in my head, like, um, you know, no one explained the little, the details, but, um, so that was kind of my first challenge, um, was figuring that and kind of, I had to write like an, a college essay, which it was very, I found that it was very hard for me to write that, even though I was really, um, I really liked writing. I was really good at writing. It was hard because they wanted you to pick like one life event. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I, we have a life event every year. Something's happening, you know? Yeah, so I was yeah. like, I have a lot of things I could talk about. Um, so I found it hard to kind of zero in and like, okay, what do I want? to tell this college what is really going to show who who I am and what I bring to the table. So I would say my first major challenge was just de navigating the whole going to college, college. experience. Um, there was another challenge that I faced. Um, I feel like um, I had to, like, you know, career-wise and work and and stuff. So when I was in college, I worked at a bank, my whole, the, the same bank that I worked in my, um, in my hometown. Yeah. And so I guess kind of trying to figure out, like, do I want to stay in banking or what do I want to do? Um, because I was finding that I was kind of being pushed in the banking direction because yeah. I already had that experience. And so it's what, would set me apart from like everybody else that comes out of college, their entry level. But mm. I had been working at a bank all college, college, so I wouldn't be entry level if I stayed in this field. Yeah. So that was that was a challenge. Was deciding if okay. I wanted to do that that early on, but it ended up not. You know, it ended up being good because it did. I I felt like I was able to kind of get 
better jobs sooner um, than like my peers. You know, yeah. we came out of college and some of my friends would be working at like a store, like a retail store or something. But I'm like, oh, no, I'm I'm a customer service customer manager service. At, yeah. at this bank. So it was like I was able to, to do that. Um, but yeah, but it was a little bit of a challenge trying to. You know, I didn't want to pigeonhole myself. I didn't want to be stuck Stop, in yeah. one thing. You know, I'm I'm 18, 19. How do I know I'm gonna like painting <laughs> in a year? Yeah. Um, so that was um uh a major challenge. Um and then I think my third biggest challenge, um, my daughter. So when after I had graduated college, I ended up you know, having my first child. And yeah. so it was, you know, a big deal. I wasn't married at the time and I was young, I was 23. And so um, it was a challenge navigating motherhood, but still wanting my career. Like I really yes. was very adamant about, I don't want to be like a struggling single mom. I don't want, I don't want that, that life. I still yeah. want to, um, be successful. Be I still want to, yeah. So it was a challenge because I felt like I had to, at times, right. I would have to like, you know, leave my daughter would have to be with my mom, my parents or my aunt or something. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't get to be just fully there all of the time, you know? And so I felt like just having my daughter, um, at such a point in my career and being a single mom at that time was a really big challenge for me to kind of get past so i would say that was probably like my third biggest challenge and and i appreciate um the way you you went in life and explaining this but uh, if you allow me let me try to kind of go a little bit further on my question mm -hmm. you said you had to decide between motherhood and focusing on your career mm -hmm. for some people it would be a, easy answer right but why was it difficult for you yeah um i guess for me because you know when you're a mom or a woman i feel like you always have to choose like i, I always feel like men <laughs> so don't technically have to choose right men they have kids and they have their career it's never like either yeah, or I see. yeah um but with women it's like you kind of have to choose you know because Right. If um, the career that I was going into, I was shifting from banking and I started going into accounting roles and I would be at like construction companies. And so I'm I'm in these meetings where like I'm working with a CFO yeah. or, you know, things like that. And it's like I can't call in sick because my daughter, daughter sick, yeah, you know, yeah. and and I, I, I can't just leave to go see her, you know, school show or something like that. Those I, are important roles too. Yeah, exactly. And and they were they were it was very important because I want her to see my face in the audience too. Yeah. But it's like I want the CFO to see my face in this meeting to hear what I have to contribute because yeah. that could put me in a better position so I can provide more for her. It was just yeah. this big circle. <laughs> Um, but uh, but um, and I think the way you're talking, you succeeded because uh, I just say me 14 years in this industry is not easy, and and I think uh, that was a good decision you made in terms of carrying both, right? Yeah. So how important you think the support level is? Like the reason I said it because I know Haitian, we have our 
thing, but we, we are big in supporting. We are big in community. Yeah. Or was that important for you to kind of allow you to carry your, your dream and raise your daughter? Yes. So support is, is a big thing. It's in, in every aspect, I think in anything you're doing, whether it's your career, your child, your life, your health, you need support. Um, and for me, I, to this day, I always tell people like, I don't know how I would be where I am if it wasn't for my parents supporting me, not just in the regular, you know, parents and daughter way, but what they did for my daughter. Like I, you know, I'm forever indebted to them because they did allow for me to still live a, a full life, full career, do what I need to do. Um, and you know, I have an aunt too, who she would take my daughter for me to like, it, it really, it took a whole village really. Like yeah. I had, you know, my brother would sometimes go to her school to do something for me. My dad picked her up after school. My mom watched her in the morning. And so these are the, the, the things that I mean by support where it's like, I, I don't know if I had to, you know, cause you could, I could have, you know, had to call out from work and then I could have lost yeah. my job and then, yeah the next employer won't take me serious, you know? So the fact that my family was able to kind of keep me afloat, I feel like, um, in terms of support with, with childcare, but also like my sisters, they were very motivating and they gave me advice and, you know, um, so I feel like it's support is really what got me to, I mean, support and drive and, you know, all the other things, but support really is what allowed for me to get to where I am. So looking back in your high school days, what was your, your, your dream job in high school? (laughs) Um, in high school, I wanted to be in high school. I wanted to be a guidance counselor. I just Mm. wanted that. It's, Nothing with finance, nothing with accounting. (laughs) I wanted to just be a guidance counselor. Um, I think because I was really close with my guidance counselor. Yeah. um, You know, and she had helped me kind of turn it around with my grades. And she's the first one to kind of be like, hey, you know, this class, you're kind of slipping here. What's going on? So she kind of held me accountable more than like my parents, you know. So, um yeah, I think yeah, that was my dream job was to be a guidance counselor. But when when did that job kind of shifted where you say, oh, so what happened with finance? Why all did yeah. finance came into the picture? I think finance came into the picture when I got that internship at the bank, um, senior year, and I was at the I was working at this bank, and I was working with a group of older women right okay so it was like very different from like you know a high schooler's day-to-day right i have my high school friends i have my family that's one group of people but then i befriended all of these people at my at my job at the bank at my internship and i'm talking like older women so it was like you know they they're basically retired at this point yeah and i really enjoyed um just being around them, learning from them. They were like, they would tell me about like my taxes. They're like, Oh, you didn't file your taxes yet. Like, you know, they were like a bunch of having a bunch of like moms around. And so they kind of seeing them and their expertise at that stage and their knowledge and stuff. It really made me kind of think about working at a, a bank or finance or 
things like that. Like I would get different customers that would have different things going on in their bank in their bank account, and I yeah. would help them figure it out. And yeah. that I think was my first like, oh, I like how that feels. Like when I've I've cleaned out the like I fixed all of the things that happened in the account. It makes sense. This is their starting balance. This is their ending balance. Like that was kind of my first like, I kind of like that. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Because I, I took um, a finance class. So I'm a project manager. I took a finance okay. class. Oh man, that was like really challenging because there's a lot of things you have to account for, and they have to make sense. Like you, like you said. Let's go to. Which of your accomplishments are you the proudest? Ooh, what am I the proudest of? Oh my goodness, this is this is tough. Um, does it have to be career accomplishments? No, no, no. It can be anything. Okay. It can be anything. Um, I would say I'm I'm the proudest of my my daughter. My mm. my daughter is kind of my proudest accomplishment, if I'm being honest. Um, she's. I mean, everyone thinks their their child is smart, but, yeah, yeah. you know. So I just I think she's she, for her age, she's just she's brilliant. Her the way that she speaks, the things that she says. I mean, even I'm just I'm blown away at a lot of the things that she can figure out on her yeah. own that she can talk about. Um, you know, like she can really hold her own in a conversation about mm. a few different things, and um, like people have always said like, oh, you know, when I'm talking to her, it doesn't feel like I'm talking to an eight-year-old. Wow, wow. And um, so I, I I always have those kind of proud moments when, you know, someone says that because I, I, I like that she, you know, she can advocate for herself. She knows, you know, hey, something doesn't feel right. Something doesn't seem right. I'm going to stick up for myself. So, yeah. And but she knows to be respectful and certain things like she, you know, so I'm just proud of how she navigates things sometimes. So she's, I'd say she's my proudest accomplishment. So uh, looking at this is a trend where women are getting, are being empowered mm-hmm. more, but this is a question I started to ask a few guests. Um, and the question goes like that. How important is it for you as a black woman to succeed? in your career, in your life, in all aspects? I think it's, it's extremely important. And I, I almost feel like it's because I'm a black woman, right? It's like you sometimes, you know, some of us can feel like we are already looked at as, as being less, um, less something just just by being in a room right we might feel like less than whether it's coming from us or the crowd that we're in front of or whoever but sometimes you kind of come into a situation and you already feel like oh you know i i'm less than the rest of the people at the table Mm. and so it's very important for me to be successful because a i i would like other black women also to know we deserve to be at that table just as much as anyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I, especially for like other, other women, other black women, for my daughter, for my nieces, like I think it's so much riding on, you know, being successful. So for me, it's probably the most important thing, honestly, is to be, is to be successful and to feel, um, 
like I've encouraged someone else to to go outside and, and yeah. be you know be more. Um, this is uh, this is another big question where people are talking about the imposter syndrome mm. and where. So now the question is, when did you realize? Oh, Stephanie Jean Charles made it. I just arrived, you know. So now yeah. you feel comfortable in your role. Yep. You know what you need to know. When was that moment? You know, that moment was not too long ago. I will definitely say it was definitely in the last few years, even. Um, because I was I was put in my first accounting manager role, right? I had yeah. been at an accountant, a senior accountant, things like that. I've been in those roles, but I was an accounting manager for this company, um, and I was left to make decisions, right? And mm-hmm. and I was looked at as like, hey, you should be the one to answer this question, Listen. <laughs> you know? And oh, so man. there were, yeah, I was a very, I, I remember like calling, you know, you know, people and feeling like, I feel like, you know, like I should be in this role. Are you sure? You know, and yeah. one of one of my cousins, he gave me really great advice, you know, and I think when I answered the questions, when I found myself answering these questions correctly and being able to solve problems, problems yeah. I'm like, oh, mm. okay, so I, I <laughs> let me find out. I really am an accounting manager. <laughs> so yeah, that's wow. kind of Man. Yeah, that was yeah. how I had my first moment of like, no, I'm I'm here. I'm I'm here. Yep. I'm supposed to be. Yeah. No, that's that's and I think um you you so on uh, honestly for the past five episodes I've been asking this question and they've been telling me the same thing. So I have a, a guest, 20 years experience, and she said it, it was recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it's not something people just get um, like passed through quickly. Right. It's a process, yeah. you know. So now what advice will, would you give somebody who's starting the career now? Mm. I would definitely say network, right? Network as as much as you can, even if you don't think this person has anything to do with where you want to end up, like Mm -hmm. network, because you just never know who's going to be on the other end of an interview, who's going to be, you know, at a company or who has just advice in case you decide to make a career switch. Yeah. Um, I would say network. I would definitely say um, be open. Be open because I I didn't plan on being in the role that I'm in. I didn't plan on this. I didn't expect that um, I would be managing, you know, all the different things that I manage right now yeah. in my role. Um, and so it's like I was open because my, my current boss, she had reached out to me via LinkedIn and just, just wanted to have a conversation. She's just like, hey, yeah. I've got, yeah, I didn't even apply wow. for the job. I she just reached out and she's like, hey, I just I just want to have a conversation. You know, your background looks like you might know a little bit about the role. Cause she was even asking, like, hey, if you if you want to talk about it or if you know someone somebody, that, you know. Yeah. And so we ended up talking and like I think within like a week later, I was like getting an offer letter because wow. you know I met with her and then she wanted me to meet the team and then you know went by really fast. So I felt like if I wasn't open to open, that first yeah. conversation, I would have missed a great opportunity. 
Mm. So, and this is now another big question. Is there one thing you knew, you wish you knew before you started your career? Mm. <laughs> um, I guess I wish I knew that you don't necessarily, not for every role, but you don't necessarily need all of the experience that they may think that the role requires, right? Oh, okay. I wish I knew that before because sometimes you look at a job description and you're intimidated. Yes. You're like, oh no, I, I don't know how to do nah, that. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. yeah, but sometimes, right, a lot Sometimes these companies are the person creating the job description. They're not even aware of how much of that, that one piece is even in the role. And then there's sometimes just opportunities for you to learn on the job. Like there's a lot of things you can learn as you go. There's a lot, especially now, there's so many resources out there to yeah. learn how to be whatever it is you're, you know, to do whatever it is you're doing um, in the role. And so I feel like um, I wish I wasn't so... I didn't get intimidated by certain That's roles it. in the okay. past. Yeah. All right. So we'll take a quick break now with um, Steffi Jean-Charles. Let's take a break. What comes before making a smart decision? Choices. A smart choice is the best option, which is who we are. That's why our clients expect more from us and in turn, get more in everything we do. We understand the problem. That's why we thrive for excellence. We don't just create a winning culture. We aspire to be a smart choice, a voice for solutions. We believe in integrity, professionalism, and teamwork. Our passion is to bring results for our clients by working harder, smarter, and faster. As a team, we always deliver because we recognize your needs. Choosing smart influences us to be the best version of ourselves. That makes us different than other companies. It makes us confident in achieving our goals. It makes us who we are. And it makes us DFM, the smart choice. Hey, yes, uh, this is Eddie Dastius. We're back. Um, we still have our special guest. Um, her name is Steffi Jean-Charles. She's a Haitian-American in finance and accounting professional. And she has been working for more than 14 years. She been she worked for a bank, construction company, non-profit, uh, CPA firm. But she will tell us more, more, more about herself as she did already. But um, Steffi, you know, one thing I just realized, I didn't ask you what is the best compliment you ever gotten? Mm. Um, hmm. I, I think, I mean, it's hard, right? I'm not going to, I don't want to like, oh yeah, I got so many compliments. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, I know that I liked when someone who has known me for like a little while, not someone who doesn't know me, but someone who's seen me through some different seasons. Yeah. And they had told me, they're like, I like your energy now. Like a lot, the way mm. that it is now, I like it there where they, they feel like there's a shift, you know, from how I used, like, you know, how I would handle something before to how I handled it now. They're like, yeah. I like that and I see it. And um, I've, I've, it's been, it's been with me 
you know, in my head. Cause I, you know, now I think about it. I'm like, oh wow, yeah, you know, it's like basically if someone says, you know, I can see your growth and yeah. and it's it's great, it's a great feeling to have someone recognize, you know, um your your work. Your work, yeah. So and, and you said it the right way. But one thing I was thinking is, you know, many times we we are working, um, focusing on our career, but we never realize how much we grown. Did, did you always reflect on your growth? Like take your time and say, oh, you know, five years ago, I wasn't that person. Now I'm the, so did you ever that, uh, have a, like, a moment like that? Yeah, um, definitely. And I think more so recently, um, you know, I think obviously with the, with the role that I'm in, um, I've been in this particular role since August and this to the, to date, this is my most, um, my highest responsibility, highest level kind of role. Okay. Um, and so I've, I've been kind of in reflection mode a lot lately where I'm just like, wow, you know, five years ago, like I was asking someone the questions that I'm getting asked, you know, I'm, yeah. you know, I have to reach this person before I can reach the CFO. And now it's like, well, I'm, I'm the money person now. So it's yeah. like, <laughs> wow, that's so, you know, so I've been, I have, been thinking of that I have been um, realizing you know the steps that I took that got me to where I am and just like how big of a of a difference it is from the kinds of jobs that I was looking at yeah. five years ago versus you know if I was you know I'm, I don't plan on leaving my company now but like if I was to leave I'm like wow I would the kinds of jobs now versus before sure. you know yeah. that are offered to me is is very very different um and this this is what i i realized too you know many times we work in and we feel like our process the growth process is not or doesn't meet our expectation mm -hmm. but we're still growing yeah yeah do you feel like um people misunderstand you Oh, okay. Well, this is a question. What do what do people misunderstand about you the most? Mm. I think um, one thing that I do think people misunderstand it. <laughs> My husband, if he was here, he'd be like, "Yeah." Um, <laughs> so I can because I'm big on planning. I like to plan everything. I'm I don't like unexpected. Mm -hmm. I want to plan for anything that could happen. Open. Yeah. Um, you know, it could come off as like, you know, a little bit almost controlling where yeah. like I have to know You're a controller. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it it it's all uh, well, aligned. Yeah, all, yeah. You know. But that's that's what it is. Is like I'm yeah. I like the plan. I think that's exactly why I even, you know, have been in finance this whole time because you know I'm numbers make sense, right? Yeah. There's no nothing unexpected. We can plan. We know we have this money coming in. This is how much you know we can afford to go out. Boom, boom. Like you know, it's just what I I like to do, and I like to plan and and be ready for things. So. I think that that would be the biggest misconception is that it could it could come across as controlling. Yeah, and 
let's go to college now. Mm-hmm. You you talk about you um, navigating college was kind of unique for you because uh, our parents. It's this. I think it's the same for first generation Haitian. Yeah. Yep. Where our parents, unfortunately, they can't, they couldn't. I'm not saying for everybody, but that's yep. usually the case. Yep. But why, why, why was your college the choice? Was mm-hmm. it because of they accepted you, or did you have the chance to pick one? So no, yeah, I had. Um, I was accepted to a few different ones, okay. and what it came down to was where did I get the most, money. you know, money? That's yeah. Just, that was it. it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I do think, you know, it's it's good, you know, that nowadays there are other other ways, you know, other options, things like that. Like even my my nieces, like that generation, my nieces, my kids, you know, hopefully we'll be able to, you know, where do you want to go, yeah. right? And we'll figure it out, right? But just you know, that's that's all you can hope for. And I know that with even with my parents, you know, they always say this where it's like we, you know. We did what we could do, and then we hope that you you can be better and yeah. do more, right? And then so that's just kind of where we're at. But yeah, I, I definitely chose my college because I had the most money from there. So uh, looking back at your college experience, mm-hmm. how was it? <laughs> oh, it was great. It was great. I I enjoyed it. Um, I made a lot of close, you know, you, you get to kind of go, you meet different people that you would yeah. normally meet, right? Yeah. I grew up in a town that was predominantly white, right? Like okay. we were probably the only or the second black family. And this is like early nineties, mm. you know, in that town, like now yeah. it's progressed a lot more. Like when I go back, I'm like, Oh, look at all this diverse <laughs> population. <laughs> um, but yeah. So when I got to college and I got to like meet other like young Haitian Americans, like me, you know, mm-hmm. we, we speak like broken Creole yeah. and English together, <laughs> you know, like it yeah. was, it was the best. Like I just got the chills. It was such a good experience to be around like people with, similar background yeah um you know that understand certain things that you know you just you just know because you're haitian (laughs) yeah yeah and and this makes sense and like i said um we looking at that did you ever have the urge to kind of create the same environment for your daughter i did i did um i originally, you know, I really wanted my kids to kind of, um, to kind to have that same upbringing I did, right? Because I feel like growing up in the town and in the way that I did, it made me very comfortable for me, at least comfortable to be in certain situations and certain to be in front of certain kinds of people in certain meetings. Like I just felt like a little more comfortable. And I felt like that's what I needed to give my daughter. Like she needs to grow up in a town like Melrose so she can turn out like me. But at the same time, like I had the thought, I had the urge, Yeah. but at the same time, um, I'm glad we chose to come to the town that we did. We actually really considered diversity. We wanted her to, you know, we don't want it to be predominantly anything. And, we don't yeah. want it to be mainly black, mainly white. Like, you know, we wanted there's got to be a good mix. mix. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted her to get that that variety early on. 
So um, let, let's talk about mentorship. Who has been, and I think you cannot tap to it when we were saying when you were in, is it your senior? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And senior and senior in high school, and then you yeah. were working at the bank. All these older young women was like mentoring you. Who yeah. has been your most important professional mentor? Um, hmm. professional mentor. So okay, I I will answer. I feel like I have like two, and one of them. Um, I have one of my older sisters. Is I know it's not professional, but she was kind of the first person to me that was yeah. doing it. She was successful, like, first, right? She mm. was very business entrepreneurial, uh, the first. And so she's the person that, like, she would review my resumes. She would do, like, a prep interview uh-huh. with me. She would... um tell me how to answer certain questions. She would say, you know, she was always keeping me like on my toes when it came to work and career. Um, and she, you know, so that I feel like she's always kind of been a mentor for me. Like even now I go to her, you know, for certain like business thoughts. I'm like, Hey, what about this? What do you think about this? And stuff like that. So, um, she was definitely my, like, first real mentor, I would say. Um, and then there was a role that I took, um, at, at the nonprofit and it was actually, I ended up actually taking a a little bit of a pay cut to take this role. Um, but I really needed a role that was more flexible. That was more, you know, I had a small child at the time and I was just like, I need something that's more flexible and, you know, understanding if I need to go to my daughter's Christmas show, I got, I need to go yeah. to that. So that's when I left construction and went into the nonprofit world. Um, and there was a CFO that I met there and I worked, I worked closely with him. Um, I had, I was like a revenue accountant and then there was the finance manager above me and then above her was the CFO. Yeah. Um, and then the finance manager ended up getting let go. And so some of the projects that she was working on, the CFO had pulled me in to work on those with him on, um, okay. the project. and me and him just, you know, we got to get to know each other better, like professionally. And he just offered so much, just free, <laughs> you know, uh, advice. And it was, it was great. Even to this day, he's like a professional reference for me. Um, he, you know, we're friends on LinkedIn. We check in every now and again, Hey, how's it going? Things like that. And yeah, he's always been like, he would answer a lot of questions that I had that sometimes, you know, you don't want to ask a certain question because you don't want to seem like you don't know the information. Um, but he would let me just, he would be like, no, it's fine. You know, I'd rather, you know, the right thing than to go around afraid to ask, you know, you know, he, he always would say to me, nope, there's no no such thing as a stupid question. Like, what's your question? And so I would definitely say he was um, a professional mentor for me. All right. So I think we we get into um, to Hot Topic now. Hot Topic. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a fun segment where we talk about topics, um, questions related to your career, question our audience. Um, they would not have the chance to ask you. Yeah. Let's go with Hot Topic now. Can can you tell us um what what is the misconception about finance? Mm. 
where people think yeah so yeah I think um, <laughs> a misconception I think about finance is that like any anytime people hear like oh yeah you're in finance you must make a lot of money like <laughs> not always not always um, you know I think that it, it really comes down to you know your experience the yeah. the different you know what industry are you in right it's mm-hmm. more it's more specific than just being in accounting and finance it depends on what industry what is your your role per se in accounting and finance um you know so i i just know like a long time ago like you know i would tell my friends and they'd be like oh yeah well steffi's rich or steffi's <laughs> Debbie's the finance girl. She's, she's going to be rich. And I'm just like, well, let's, you know, let's pump the brakes a little bit. But yeah, I think that's probably what I'm um, Is there, can you draw a difference between finance and accounting? Yes. So accounting is more about like, you know, your, your bank account, you've got to be able to record everything that happens in that, in the bank. bank right. Yeah. And so it's less about cash and it's more about record keeping. That's more accounting. And and then there's rules, right? There's there's these standards and guidelines, right, for accounting and things like that. So it's more about rules and record keeping and the right way to record keep and things like that. That's accounting. Finance is more when we're talking about cash and we're talking all things related to to money transactions, things like that. So, so there's a little bit of separation there. And thank you for your answer. Let's say, um, which is the big um, aspect of poverty? Is it finance mm-hmm. or accounting? Uh, or both? Of poverty? Yes. Like, um, let's go to Haiti, right? Okay. They, mm-hmm. they say it is a poor country. Well, I would say that, that that's going to come down more to economy, which mm, is a little okay. different. Yeah, like that's that's separate, right? So economy is going to be not looking at accounting and necessarily not really looking at the finances, but looking at all of the factors of the country, right? Like who's, yeah. you know, who's in, can, do we have, are people making money to spend it? Are they spending mm. it in the country? Who's in who's in control of the money once it comes in? Is it being then reproportioned into the country? Like, are yeah. they using it on the country? You know, yeah. so that I would say that the poverty, when we're looking in terms of poverty, we're talking more economy. Economy. And this, this question is related to entrepreneurship. I feel like people spend more time um, getting the best business plan Mm-hmm. but not having like a finance financial strategy. Mm, right? Can you talk about that? Well, of- I mean, yeah, I can talk. About, I'm 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 not really an entrepreneurial person whatsoever. Yeah. I I I love other people that are entrepreneurial though, but I'm I'm not a risk taker. So that's, okay. that's the difference for me. But um yes, I think because people will have this great idea and like, "Oh yeah, this is going to make a lot of money this and that." Okay, but how much money are you going to spend? Right? Are you going to yeah. spend more than it than you're going to be getting in on it? You know, and at what point, right? Cuz then you have to when you run the numbers, at what point are you now 
actually making money because you're not right. going to make money the first like year or two sometimes right yeah and so it's like at what point are you actually going to make money and then what is your plan because you're going to eventually need to hire you know you're going to need a, t- a team if yeah. it's such a great idea you're not going to be able to do it yourself yeah. right yeah so you've got to factor in salaries you've got to factor in marketing and expansion and things like that and so i feel like business plans a good business plan should have you know, the finance plan in it, the budget plan in it, you know, the return of investment, like your wife said, in it, you know, if you have a good business plan. Yeah. So, um, looking at, I don't know if you ever that had that, uh, opportunity to maybe approve people for business finance. Uh, what was, what was, let's say, did you, can you, we, we call like, can you think about, one application that makes sense and everything was done right mm. where they had everything ready oh did you um so okay i i was a loan representative for a bank for okay. a small time um and this was like at least like 10 years ago so i don't know if i remember all of the details yeah but i do know um there was a person that came in and they wanted a business loan. Yeah. They um, they had already had a relationship with the bank. That's that's one thing that I noticed that put them ahead of others, right? Mm. We already know who you are. They already have a relationship with you. So off the bat, your loan is going to make it in front of an approver, definitely. Yeah. And then they had a store. I think they had like a store. It was like um, a bank that I worked at in Dudley or something like that. And um, they had a store like in the area, like a local store. So they were already a local. And then on top of that, they they kind of had the reputation of the store backing them. Mm-hmm. They still had to provide like, you know, all of their, you know, yeah, yeah. their tax documents and everything. They still had to go through the proper channels. But I, um, what I do remember about, that is it got approved very quickly um and even though the person's like you know to me it didn't seem like you know your business is okay but you need more money so i don't know if it's the best you know thing to lend you more money but um they they did get approved and so i think one of the things that helped them was it being a local local bank they are well known um they already have a relationship with the bank things like that because sometimes you know if you're looking at like a big bank if you go in front of like a big bank they don't know who you are and so you're gonna need to like provide and prove yeah prove so much more that you know you're trustworthy than if it's a bank that is you know like this was a credit union so things were probably a lot different 10 years ago at a credit yeah. union versus now but no, yeah. yeah is it true that you need to have uh, a good credit score to be in finance mm, um, some jobs they will check your credit yeah. history yeah i yes. don't know let me know <laughs> i have had uh several jobs where yep they ran my credit um it wasn't though that i needed to have like good credit i couldn't have anything really bad on there right because i'm gonna be in a position where 
I'm going to have access to bank information. Um, So they want to make sure that you're not in a compromising position in your personal life that you would steal, Mm. you know? So um, like, I remember my first, the bank job, right? That my, my that first job, I remember they checked my credit and I think I had like an old cell phone thing that like, uh, you yeah. know, I didn't pay. <laughs> and they, they literally were like, yeah, we can't hire you. And I was like, it's like $300. That's the only thing on my credit. Yeah. And they were saying that like, you're going to have access to the bank vault. So you're going to have access to your own cash drawer. Like we have to make sure that you don't have any debt that yeah. you would want to steal and pay. Um, so my sister, the one that I was telling you about, she ended up yeah. having to give me the money to pay off like T-Mobile or at t or whatever. So yeah. I could start there. Um, but yeah, um, I've had several like accounting jobs where they ran my credit first. Wow. That was great. Um, Steffi, um, yeah. on hot topic. So we getting close to the end of this episode. Is there like a question you wish I asked you today? Um, no, I think we covered everything. Yeah. And let, let me go with you with this question. What what is the future old for Steffi today? Ooh, um I'll be I'll probably be a CFO next time. I'll be a CFO. Yeah. Yeah, speak it, speak it to existence. Yeah, yeah. That's you the know? Plan. CFO. So um is there any book? books you can recommend our audience any movies ooh, ooh. any 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 yeah. travel site uh, i don't know what yeah um so in terms of books i mean i do like to read books but they're never like um they're not necessarily like accounting and finance books but okay. i do like like there's a lot of good self help books that out yeah. there that will kind of um really kind of push you to start doing something about your own life. Like um, I read, um, there was a book by Shonda Rhimes, who she's the person that uh, created um, Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, like that person. Um, She wrote a book called The Year of Yes. Um, mm. and that was a good book. It, it kind of talked about, like, she was always saying no to things. And so she's like, she made a, a thing where she's like, you know what, this year I'm going to say yes to stuff. And so lots of different things started happening for her when she started wow. doing that. And so I, th- I mean, I think it, it goes along with what we're talking about and being open, um, yeah, you know, be flexible, yeah. Be flexible, yeah. Um, any any other thing you'd like to say? So, like I said, we appreciate having you today. This is um, Eddie Dashes with Divine Pepper Podcast. We have Steffi Jean-Charles with us, and she did a great job. She took us to her journey, her passion. And last word for you? Yeah, I would just say, you know, to anyone out there, like, you know, don't you you can get yourself to that table. Get yourself to that table, and if you get yourself to that table. You have to believe you're capable. You, the door was opened because you're capable, you know, and and you deserve it. So I would just say to just keep going. All right, that was um, Steffi Jean Charles. She's um, 
I'm Asian American finance and accountant professional. She she has more than 14 years experience in the finance industry. Um, we had a great time talking to her, and I think we will definitely um, have her back or maybe keep in touch. And um, the goal is to always go forward, be flexible according to her journey, and then and focus on her career. Like I said, this is Eddie Dacius with the Prepared Podcast. Um, thank you, Steffi. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, have a good day. You too. Thank you so much for having me.